This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Yo, 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 Elio. What is going on? Oh, man. I guess we're the only ones today. What the heck's going on? It's a two-man show this week. Ah, hey, we got this covered, man. The, you know, Tony's on vacation, Ben's on vacation, and we're just holding it down for everybody in WPOB world. I am the $50 man, Clay Cummings, along with the gentleman, Elio Canella. What's going on? Man, it's, you know, Elio, I was thinking about last week, you know, we were kind of upset with everything going on with Bray. Uh, Terry Funk, you know, situation. And today, you made me extremely happy because you posted that video about our truth. Mm. Got me, got me laughing. You know, it was all, it was great, man. Well, I mean, he was. I was scrolling through TikTok earlier today, and I saw him do a live stream. So I'm like, let me jump in there. So I was thinking that with our truth, he was telling the story about the injury and what the doctors did and how they fixed it up. And mm-hmm. at the end of the video, he was like jumping around and showing like how everything was all healed. Yeah, yeah. If, if everybody didn't remember, our uh, truth for his quad on NXT a few a lot of months back. He looks 100 percent ready to go. Uh, time will tell when he comes back. But man, I, I just told, tell Elio, man, I miss our truth. Like that com- comedy, yeah. you know, that's needed in WWE, and our truth was perfect for it. And I, I read uh, I read something where uh, someone was saying they should put our truth in front of a tag team. That'd be perfect. <laughs> I would love that. Right? Right? I would love that, man. Oh boy. All right. So we're gonna start off with the fantasy matchup from last week's show. It was the Wild Samoans versus the Usos. And you know what? I'm interested to hear these polls. Um, it's it's gonna be interesting from all around. For me, though, you look at it, this would be a hard-hitting match. Uh, both these teams would go at it. The you know the Samoan style, I would love to see at its finest. Uh, just them two would go out, and I would love to see this match all around. But I still feel like the Wild Samoans would put the Usos in their place. You know, back in the day, the Wild Samoans were just these monsters, these killers that would just come out to the ring, be terrified to whoever's going against them. And I feel like the Usos would be the same way here. And just the Wild Samoans would put them in their place. So I got to go with the Wild Samoans. Uh, Elio, what are your thoughts? I've got the Wild Samoans. I I never got to see much of Alpha's work, but I I did follow Sika because after the Wild Samoans, he went on a singles run in the mid to late 80s, having mm-hmm. feud with Hulk Hogan and all his appearances on Saturday Night's main event. So I'm going with the Sika and the Alpha, the Wild Spoon. So they just, they have it all the experience and just like the way they wrestle in the ring. All right. Uh, we only have one comment on this this one this week. It was come from Fabian Galazar. Sorry, brother. I mispronounced your name. I guarantee it. He said the great uncles versus the ones. The great uncles win. So it seems yep. like he's going with uh, the Wild Samoans. And Elliot. Yeah, definitely. You did this on your TikTok. Oh, my <laughs> oh God. boy! You, you, you people on TikTok do not know. You just say you watch wrestling, but I don't think you do. 
<laughs> we say this every week. Oh, God. Wild Civil Wind's got 31%. The Uso's got 69 What the fuck, dude? <laughs> Seriously? And then, like, when I go in there and I, and, I, and I act like a troll and I leave all these, like, stupid comments and people get all mad and they, like, reply back to me, I'm like, you probably don't even watch wrestling. Sit down. <laughs> Jesus. That, to see those numbers make me sick, man. Just thinking about it. Ugh. But... We're going to go to our fantasy or our uh, poll on our Facebook page. And we have the Wild Samoans with 54% versus the Usos, 45% of the vote. So, yes, that makes even more sense. Who who is this fantasy match between? Oh, this next week's fantasy match will be Ben. No, no, this one, the Wild Samoans and the Usos. Oh. I believe that was who was it? Was it? I have to look back on it. I don't. I don't really remember who it was. Okay, <laughs> I, was I was just gonna update the standings, but yeah, we yeah, did that yeah. after. I I think it was Josh and Tony. Maybe I'll, I'll have to look back at it because I, I honestly don't remember. Okay, but whoever it is, the Wild Samoans got the victory here, and we'll look back and see who won it. Next week's fantasy or this coming week's fantasy matchup will be Ben versus Elio. AEW versus WWE, and we'll talk about it after the break. I got one. I got a doozy for you guys, so I'm you'll be. Upset. I'm already upset because Ben sent me his pick and his number. <laughs> so I'm already <laughs> upset that I have to go with uh, what I have to go with. Go you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It'll be a good one. So stay tuned. Uh, this week's on uh, Facebook post. We'll jump right into that. We put it out. What was your favorite memory of Bray Wyatt? Mm. I mean, just, you know, last week I kind of felt like everybody was getting sad about Bray's passing. And you know what? I wanted to cheer everybody up with remember memories from the great Bray Wyatt. So, Elio, what was your favorite moments of Bray's? Uh, so for me, there's too many to think. So I'm going to just uh, give like two or three. Uh, first one was their debut on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, another yeah. one... Another one was uh, when uh, Daniel Bryan was part of them, and then he turned on the White family. That's Steel Cage. Yes, yes, that and was also, a good one too. And also, I went back and I, well, I was watching parts of this on TikTok, uh, the Firefly Funhouse in WrestleMania, and the match he had with Braun Strowman at Horror Show Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that the first time around, one. I was like, I don't know, fairly like this match, like just the way. It's but then going back and watching it, like yeah, I looked at it differently. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually pretty cool the way they did. It. It's pretty creative. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, for me, I'm like you, man. There's so many you could choose from from Bray's, you know, time in WWE. Um, that two couple of them that stood out to me honestly was the time where the Shield and the Wyatt family went at it. Mm. Back in 2014, a great six-man tag. The hype was there. These two teams were dominating. Everybody on the roster, given uh, day in and day out, and then they finally go one-on-one, and it was magic. That was the best one of the best triple threat matches or six-man tags that I've ever seen in my life, to be completely honest. And it was good. Bray with leading, you know, that sort of thing. If I had to pick one in particular – my favorite moment was this past 
comeback of Bray's was when he went out to the ring and you actually saw Bray and he felt like he, you know, he didn't, his things he accomplished didn't matter to everybody and said that we, like, everybody saved his life and, you know, you saw that pour out and come to find out everything he was saying in that promo was 100% true. And, you know, for him to go out there, you know, you know, and we've all heard about his mental health problems, you know, that sort of thing. So for him to come out on an open mic and you actually see Bray, not, you know, not the Wyatt family leader, not the fiend. You saw the man, uh, Wyndham Rotunda. And, you know, that, that was awesome. That was magical. And one more in particular that I know we only said one, but gosh dang, there's so many that are so good. You know, that's, that's my thing. When him and John Cena had that rivalry back, I think it was late 2013, 2014, somewhere in there. And he was with the Wyatt family. And they had that match in Steel Cage. And it was all of a sudden that kid that popped out and started singing, he's got the whole world in his was That was scary. Right? And I felt chills down my arms. Now, do you know, uh, okay, do you remember uh, Jameson, that uh, that nerdy guy that used to hang around with the Bushwhackers? Yes. He, he had the glasses. Yes. Now that mm-hmm. that kid that was that was singing, he's got the whole in his head. That was his son. No kidding. Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. That's interesting. But even that, like, and John Cena's reaction to it scared to death. Then everybody filed around the ring and Brace just right there in his rocking chair, just that smile, that evil looking, you know, of him. It it was just awesome. And you know what? You can't say nothing bad about Bray Wyatt. He was just that, he was that talented. And earlier in the week, I was looking around and um, online and I found a a picture of the original Wyatt family. There was going to be Bray Wyatt's. I believe it was Luke Harper, Victor mm-hmm. from the Ascension, and Summer Ray. Really? Yeah, that was going to be the, that was the original idea for the White family before they brought them up. Huh. Well, I'm glad they switched that out because Victor. Right? I don't know. I like Rowan a lot better than I right? <laughs> and Summer Ray. I I just I, mean, I don't I see like, that like, either. She was going to be Sister Abigail. No, I I can't I can't see that. Right. Right. But yeah, uh, let's go to the comments. Uh, Josh Sanders uh, said, I loved everything about The Fiend. My favorite was when he beat Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship. Yeah, exactly. The Fiend was awesome as well, man. Just It was. Uh, Brad Sanders said the WWE Championship win and the Shield versus the Wyatts. So there you go. Uh, Ryan O'Neal said when he brought out his evil side as The Fiend. Okay, that was good. And Delgado Augustine said Wyatt's versus Shield in 2014. So there you go. I should throw throw another one. That that feud he had with Randy Orton where they had that match uh, that uh, in the fun house or whatever the fun house and uh, Orton just like uh, set set that house on fire and he did a signature like pose at the end. Yes, yes. That was great too. And even like with that fire hype Firefly Funhouse. They had the picture of that in the background too, for that yeah. whole time. So that that was yeah. just awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, next Facebook we have, and we asked, should Wembley be the new home for All In? 
you know what? After this pay-per-view at all in, I don't see why not. England, London itself, the crowd was awesome during that whole pay-per-view. Big Wembley Stadium. I mean, not very – I don't feel like very many things happen there as much as they used to. You know, that's a sad thing because it's a nice-ass stadium. So I don't see why not. It would get something for AEW to look forward to, uh, for superstars to, like, quote-unquote, be like a WrestleMania in itself. So it would give them something to look forward to. Um, so I don't see why not that I, I would love to see it. What are your thoughts? Sir? Oh yeah. You know, you know what? Um, the first pay-per-view I ever ordered of mm-hmm. any company, WB, AEW, whatever. The first one I ever ordered was SummerSlam 92 from Wembley stadium. And oh, I, wow. so I, I, my answer is yes, because I really like the whole setup. I like the setup for all in this weekend, this past weekend. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say yes. I keep uh, all in in uh, Wembley. Yeah, I really yeah. like the way it's set up. Like that was the first time I ever saw a SummerSlam um, in an outdoor setting, like with like a stadium with no roof. Everything was opened. Yeah, for sure. And and it was good to watch on TV. You know, it was yep. it was it was cool. It was different. I told, uh, I, told, I told my family, I'm like, you guys go downstairs watch your show. I got SummerSlam. <laughs> this is my night. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Um, our friend Matt Novak's was said he was was an amazing to see it run Wembley, and they announced it's coming back next year. So I think it's maybe a regular fixture now. And he posted a picture of him at Wembley Stadium. So he was there. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> so that that was cool. Yeah. So I don't see why not. That's that's where I'm at with it. All right. I guess we're going to start with the wrestling news. And uh, we're going to jump right into that. Let's go into the wrestling news from around the world. Tony Khan has announced a new pay-per-view called Wrestle Dream, honoring Antonio Inoki, starting October 1st in Seattle. Wait, wait, so, wait, wait what do you mean starting October 1st? Oh, like it's like, gonna be like a, a multi-day thing, or well, it looks. I mean, it looks like like the day of the pay-per-view would be October first. Yeah. So that's what I'm assuming it would be. And the weekend um, after that, we have another pay-per-view. I know, right? That's that. I just, I just can't fathom the fact that they had all in this pay-per-view, big pay-per-view, a big success, and then the next week. Oh hey, all out in Chicago, blah blah blah. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> you didn't set up anything for all out. They didn't build anything. No. 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 Um <laughs> so that'd be cool. I understand, you know, Antonio Inoki, big time wrestler. Honoring him, I'm great with that, you know. Uh, John Cena announced for multiple SmackDown shows, and this is rumors, so don't hit me or anything like that. Could possibly work with Cody Rhodes and Grayson Waller. So, I guess we'll see that. Somebody must be loving Grayson Waller for some fucking reason. (laughs) First match on SmackDown, you go against Edge, and now you're potentially working with Cena? the hell? Well, I, th- I think I, I also saw the, the another name that they were uh, talking about putting him with was Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. That'd be interesting to see. And 
<laughs> More CM Punk drama. Ain't that yeah. fucking nice? <laughs> CM Punk and Jack Perry are suspended indefinitely and will miss all out pay-per-view in Chicago. Oh boy. I'm all Can torn we... up. Can't you tell I'm all torn up about uh, it? Right. I was looking it... forward to seeing CM Punk. <laughs> Aren't we all? Jesus Christ. And we'll talk about that more in the hot tag news, but still, all you CM Punk marks out there, sorry, your boy ain't gonna be in Chicago. So, whatever. Sorry sure. about your dead luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that is all I have for the news. Elio, do you have any rumors? I only have one. Um, I was uh, I was looking this week, and Apparently, um, there are talks of bringing the authors of Pain back into WWE along with uh, Paul Ellering and uh, sending him down to NXT. Ooh, I would love to see that, honestly. If they can stay healthy, this team would be dominant. But like we've said, if one guy's out, the other one's, you know, able to go, but then vice versa when that other guy is healthy. It just seemed like they couldn't stay, either one of them couldn't stay healthy. So hopefully they do. I like the tag team. I like the pairing with Paul Ellering. Yep. So hopefully it works in this time all around. So, but yes, I do agree. If they were to go to NXT, they need to go back through NXT and not just on the main roster. Yeah. Just because we haven't seen them. It, God, how long? Probably five, six years, if that. So like that. When was the last time they... Because apparently, uh, I was reading that I was also reading the same article that they've been under contract since 2022. So I don't know if they secretly re-signed them and they just haven't talked about it because they weren't sure what to to do with them yet. Hmm. I don't know. But uh, I guess we'll see uh, what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um. That's all you have for rumors. That's all I have for rumors. All right. Injuries. I have none. So, yay, no injuries at all. <laughs> now, let's go into the hot tag news, Elio, shall we? All right. We did. Thoughts on CM Punk and Jack Perry confrontation. So this past weekend, at All In, CM Punk and Jack Perry got into it in the back. More AEW backstage drama, which I'm pretty upset about because you had this great pay-per-view. You know, like we said... Probably the biggest pay-per-view in AEW's history. And everybody's talking about, not the pay-per-view itself, but the but the backstage drama bullshit between Jack Perry and CM Punk. Now, I don't know of everything that's happened. And quite frankly, I can kind of picture why what would happen with CM Punk. But I ended up finding out a news source of say that this is cm punk's side of the story now i haven't heard jack's yet i don't know if jack ever you know said anything about the confrontation or whatever but apparently this is the side of cm punk's story uh when punk landed at hethrow airport for all in on saturday no one from aew was there to greet him there was also no car service to take him to his hotel and when he texted the number he was given by aew for the driver it bounced back as being an invalid number. What does that tell you? <laughs> they don't want you there. <laughs> After waiting for a while, Punk chose to buy a train ticket and find his own way to his hotel. Oh, he took Punk pictures uh, with the fans on the tube, yeah, as they call yes. it. Yes, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's proof because there's pi uh, pictures of him with fans yep. <laughs> on the train. <laughs> so some of this is true. Uh, Punk then got lost, and a few fans who noticed Punk helped him figure out where he was going. Uh, Punk was waiting in gorilla position before Perry entered the area and walked up to him. Punk asked Perry if he had something to say, and the conversation quickly escalated, leading to Perry asking Punk to do something about it. This is when Punk shoved Perry. Perry responded by shoving Punk back, and then Punk hit him and put him in the chokehold. Punk viewed putting Perry in a chokehold as a way to neutralize the situation, as he's a trained fighter and does not want to what? have to Wait, fight what, Perry. What? What trained fighter? What? Apparently, uh, according to who? Uh, like he lost. According... He had two UFC matches. He lost both. What exactly? <laughs> what the? Fuck? Like, don't get me wrong. You'll never see me in the UFC ring, but don't, don't you dare call yourself a trained fighter when you're zero and two, brother. They just don't. Uh, nobody was asking Punk to leave the building, but he left on his own, thinking it would be better for everyone. And the biggest report of them all, Punk also ordered Nando's for some of the talent whom he met up with after the show. Punk was threatening to quit AEW in the heat of the moment after the incident. Production team was informed of a possible match order switch because of the situation. And uh, later added the Golden Elite match was considered to be moved up. According to eyewitnesses, Punk asked Perry if they had a problem. So uh, Punk's camp put out the glass incident on the dirt sheets to try to make Perry look bad. And that was his response to it. And I, also, uh, I also saw where like Tony Khan was apparently there as well. Yes. Like, yeah. And you're you're sitting there and you're not doing anything. No. And honestly, in this point of view, Tony Khan, I'm sorry, but you have got to do something about Punk. You have got to get Just, him out of there. I'm it, saying, <clears throat> Tony Khan needs to. When is this guy actually going to give a damn and do something because say enough is enough because this right? guy needs to grow a set and just get rid of this guy. No one wanted Punk back to begin with. So No. Like no. I said it on um, a previous episode. This is a pattern with him. He mm -hmm. comes back in 2021 and all out he causes all that drama with the brawl with the elite backstage. Then right. he goes away. So Daddy Tony sends him away and then that's him in timeout then they're talking he says yeah. okay you can come back as long as you behave yourself i'll creep and create you in your own show we get collision mm -hmm. here we are two years later it's the same thing only at all in yeah it's it a is. pattern with this guy just like get rid of him because otherwise Tony Khan is not going to have an AEW anymore if he keeps this guy around. Because no, he it's not like it's not like um, WCW where Eric Bischoff and Hogan and everyone else ran into the ground. CM Punk's going to run this into the ground. It, and I agree, one hundred ten percent with you, man. Punk, because before he came back, we had none of this. Exactly. Yeah, the whole glass situation. I'm not sure 100% what happened there. Apparently, Jack Perry used real glass to hit Punk with. And I think that was the reason behind the whole I, confrontation. I, I, I'm, I'm starting to dislike Jack Perry. I, you know, 
And he's starting to show true colors. Like, I, I'm not, you know, giving a pass to Jack Perry because he's just yeah. as guilty as Punk is. Yeah. It, it's just they're like, both I mean, unprofessional. Like, not, it's not all Punk's fault, but... No. But I'm going to say that everything, every time something like this happens, it all falls back on Punk because mm -hmm. we know his behavior. Yes. And I also read that after the Jack Perry confrontation, he got in Miro's face and asked if he had a problem. Are you wait, Are you wishing to get your ass beat? Because Jack Perry's one thing, but you go to Miro, <laughs> right? Uh, of all fucking people in that locker room, Miro would beat the shit out of him. You say trained fighter or not, Miro would knock the crap out of him. That's, like, that's a guarantee. I just don't understand it. This, this guy's a problem. And like, that whole, He's promo, a... that whole promo he cut in 2021, it's all bullshit. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't wait to work with all the young talent backstage. Bullshit. It's true. It's true. And why we're saying this about Punk, it's just the same thing. And, and quite frankly, a year later after what happened with him and the Elite. It's all over again, just with not the Elite. Now it's with Jack Perry and Miro and God knows who else back and, in that place. And you keep this guy around, if not next year, the year after, it'll be the same thing all over again. Mm-hmm. So right. go home, punk. No one wants you. No. And even that report I just read, like, the number. Nobody was there to greet him. The number was invalid. Like, that's saying something. <laughs> right. Right, it's just like that. It's like, dude, uh, I think we've said enough. Let's go to the fans. Uh, Glenn Robin Blessing said, I'd say let them have a shoot match and beat it out of their systems. No. No. No, 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 no. Nobody wants to see that. Uh, Ryan Kennedy Coral said, I think folks forget that these are supposed to be wrestlers, tough guys. Okay, sure. Uh, CM Punk was involved. Is there anything else to say? That came from Jeffrey Cameron, which I, I kind of agree with that. Uh, Scott Allen said pathetic. Um, let's see, a couple more. Bob Eddy said not surprising after all, unfortunately. Yeah, I kind of agree with that too. Uh, let's see here. Daniel Diaz says Jungle Boy fucked around and found out. What do you find out about? <laughs> Right. They got in a chokehold. That, 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 that punk sung, that punk to drama. No, basically, basically. Punk, that, he found out that punk is toxic. That's what. He mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Shane Jennings says punk is right. Okay. Sure. Uh, sure. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Derek Fuller said childish and unprofessional. Yep. I agree, hundred and ten percent with you. Um. Ian Rummage says, in MMA, he's 1-1, one and one. in AEW backstage fights, he's 2-0. Oh, 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 we need the whoa, return whoa, whoa, of... What? What, yeah. what are you talking about? He never won in MMA, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we need the return of the MMA legend. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was dumb, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> we, we, uh, we had a old match in the comments. So Matt Novak and one of the other... Readers were going back and forth in the comments. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> I guess we'll find it here in a second. Uh, Josh Sanders says, Clearly CM Punk is not a good locker room leader. He doesn't seem to disallocate anything the right way. All he's good at is pissing the backstage wrestlers off. AEW 
TK, which Tony Khan should have stayed away from Punk after the fight with the Elite. Brother, I couldn't agree with you 100% more. After all that, he should have been done with AEW. Not given a fucking show like Collision. And don't you dare tell me that that wasn't made for CM Punk. Come right. on. The motherfuckers in the main event wins it yeah, every it single collision. And here's a, here's a part that really that really makes me mad. You mm -hmm. sent Christopher Daniels home. Exactly. Head of talent relations, Christopher Daniels. You sent him home. Are right? you kidding me right now? Uh, wow. It, it's true. It's true. And then Logan Price says it all comes down to business. It doesn't matter who started it. Who did what? Jack Perry could not begin to scratch the surface of what CM Punk brings financially to the organization. It's called a business for a reason. I'm sure Jack will wind up in NXT. Uh, that was dumb. Uh, wow. No. <laughs> uh, Brad Sanders says, as wrestling opponents, you are making art and entertainment. Yes, there is violence involved, but you have to trust the guy you're in the ring with. And Punk is a veteran with his own issues. Which everybody knows, but he does have an eye for a business as well that as knowing. All right. Yeah, right. <laughs> knowing what's best for the product at the time in most cases. Perry should have understood that realism is fine, but actually taking a chance of hurting your colleague and opponent is not a smart decision. I agree 100%. It's a very unnecessary risk for an unnecessary pop, in my opinion, so there should be backlash for both. Just for the arguing's sake and fighting more. So Perry, then Punk, but if the drama continues, it wouldn't shock me if Punk steps away permanently from AEW. Just my thoughts. Kind of what we said, and I agree with you, Brad. Is It's just that point. And like Elio said, this is WCW written, not the same thing, but it's sort of the same. And now look where WCW is. Yeah. It's not a thing no more. So somebody straighten up. Um Oh, I see the comments with Matt Novak. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to read everything. No, Matt, no, no. Uh, I'm just right. saying they were having their own match. Uh, it seemed like it. <laughs> and then Matt just said, first comment, I'll just read that, and then I'm done with reading because it's giving me a headache. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, Matt Novak says, if what I'm hearing is true, then I am with Punk on this one. There was no need for real glass to be used in that spot. And as a veteran, he could use, he could see the unnecessary risk. I agree with the fact that there shouldn't be glass, real glass with it. Now, that's on Jack Perry's deal. That was shitty in itself. Like, I, I understand the use of real glass. Like, the, where, no. where did you come up with that anyways? I, that, that I guarantee you he didn't the pair, want anybody backstage. Apparently, I was hearing, like, <laughs> everything has to go through pumpkin. No, he's a producer since when? Right, exactly. And that's that's the other thing. You shouldn't have to go through punk. You know, that's he's a wrestler. He's not a producer. He's not a talent coordinator. He's not the boss. I don't care. It needs to go through Tony Khan. And quite frankly, I blame a little bit of Tony Khan in this situation. You brought this bad influence with CM Punk back into your company and it's all over again what's going on. And even when reporters was asking Tony this week, he says, I'm doing all I can, blah, blah, blah. No, you're oh, not. Oh, did you watch that, that media scrum after the pay-per-view? I didn't. I didn't, but I heard I heard a little bit about it, but I didn't oh, okay, watch no, it. Oh, you because I didn't watch it. Uh, but, like, I heard that he said he can't really comment. They're still under investigation or whatever. Oh, God. 
Okay. Well, I guess we'll just see. Uh, like I've said in the news, they are suspended for all out Good. in Chicago. Um, but I guess we'll see what happens more. This is Jungle Boy's first thing, at, or sorry, Jack Perry's first incident that happened to him. Punk is on a regular. I guess we'll see what how things go and go from there. Hopefully no more CM Punk drama because, honestly, it's getting to the point of daily, and I'm tired of hearing it. Uh, you know? That's what, that's what like, the <laughs> collision was, was started out as such a good show, and now it's slowly going down the same road as Dynamite Rampage and uh, whatever. Yeah, Diamond Rampage. Diamond. It's starting yeah. going down the same road as those two. It is. It is. I agree. All right, Elio, let's take a break. Uh, when we get back, we will have this week's fantasy matchup, uh, the the week of wrestling, and we have the pay-per-view payback points game uh, that we will be playing, and that's all we have. We'll see you after the break. Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. Listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Hi, uh, I'm WWE Superstar Charlotte Flair, also known as the Queen, and uh, listen to Wrestling POV Podcast, and always do it with Flair. Woo! This is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. And we are back, and you can find Wrestling POV every Saturday on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, Amazon Music, and now it's time to get this weekend wrestling. Clay, let's get raw. All right. But before we get into that, we have this week's fantasy matchup. This is between Elio and the original Ben Pierce. Um, this is WWE versus AEW. And go ahead, Elio, and pick a number from 1 to 20. I'm going to go 13. All right. And representing Ben will be Elio again. So Ben's number is he, you, he got 12. He got 12. Okay. My number was 15. So the winner is Elio with 13. So, Elio, do you want WWE or AEW? I'll take AEW. All right. This week's fantasy matchup are two factions. We have from WWE, the Judgment Day versus AEW's House of Black. Oh, oh, yeah, I like that one. I want to done some since I watched the beginning of the show. <laughs> right? And you know what? I'm not going to take credit for this fantasy matchup. I saw this fantasy matchup from somebody that posted it online and like who would have who would win this. And this was from months ago. And I thought this would be fucking good. So I'm like, well, let's hear what the fans have to say. So Judgment Day versus House of Black. So let's see what we got. All right. We're going to jump right into collision this week. Um, high points, honestly, with me, it was Swerve, uh, Brian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Jay White versus Punk, Darby Allen, Sting, and Hook. Uh, this was the only high point so far. Hook in a high point. What? Uh, and, and you know what? My thing was, it wasn't him. You know, the match itself was decent. 
his punches are still fucking horrible. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying like hook in a high point. What? When? I know. That doesn't happen. <laughs> I know, right? He had to have four other fuck or seven other fucking people to make him a high point. That's the sad part. But that's the only high point that I really had this for a collision. And like Elio said, collision's starting to go downhill. Like I was excited what, what, for what, it. With these squash matches, two squash matches oh. on this show. Yes, yes. Uh, low points. Jack Perry's retirement of the FTW title. This was awful. He retired yeah, it was after, going, after he won it back. Or right? And it was going nowhere. There was no sense in it. Hook comes out, knocks him down, and says, Wembley, and then just walks out. It's like, this was awful. This is how you prepare for a fucking match? That's just, that's just me. Uh, another little point I had, Big Bill versus... Very Morales, whoever the fuck that was. Oh, I, didn't even, I didn't even write down the name. I, uh, that's that's where I got it. Was very Morales, M-O-R-L-E-S. So I, whoever that was, I don't understand the big bill, squash, whatever. And then Keith, Keith Lee versus Zicky Dice. Yeah. Squash match. Uh, some tattooed Zicky. I, I don't know. This was just bad. This collision was bad. All around, like I said, I had tried to find a high point with every show I watch, and that one was myth. But yeah, but that's all I have for collision. Uh, Elio, what do you have? I pretty much have the same as you. That's it. That's it. I have the same as you. Yeah. All I right. Overall, I gave Collision a D plus. Uh, Elio, what'd you give it? Right there, D plus. Like like I said, it's just it's starting to go down the same road as Rampage and Dynamite. It is. It is, unfortunately. And now we're going into Raw with Elio. All right, so many Raw um, high points. I had Chad Gable, Ludwig Kaiser, Becky Lynch, and Zoe Starks. I liked Seth Rollins' promo, and I also have Game mm-hmm. Sami Zayn, Damien Priest. Yeah, that's all you had? That's all I got. All right. Yeah, high points, same thing, man. Uh, same Sami Zayn versus Damien Priest. Uh, good match. It has that story with JD Madonna going, and Damien shoves JD after he helps him get the win. Good storytelling, and it was a good match. Uh, Chad Gable versus Ludwig Kaiser. Yes, I understand this went into a no contest, but still, it was a good match. Like Ludwig Kaiser, Ludwig Kaiser like I said, is so fucking underrated. I yep. love this guy. I do, and just this whole built up with him and Gunther, with Chad Gable and Gunther. Very interesting, good match. And Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stark, main event. You know, as bad as we say about Trisha's promos, you know, that sort of thing, but she had some good spots in this match as well with Zoe and, and uh, Becky, and I appreciated it. I really did. Going one thing, into the pay-per-view. And one thing I'm wondering around, Chad Gable and Gunther, why mm-hmm. isn't that match on the pay-per-view? Why is it on Raw? I, I don't. <laughs> That's what I don't understand either. It's like, you got to. I'm like, why can't you put this on the card? Right? I, I don't know, man. Maybe they're saving it for Survivor Series. Maybe. I don't. Who knows? Be a long build. But I guess we'll see. Um, At the end of the match, though, got me a little emotional when Becky's realism came out as she mm-hmm. held Bray's band up in the air, started crying. I'm like, God dang it. I really tried to go this week without crying. And oh, then, did, did they go yeah. off the? Did they go off the air with that? Yeah, they did. Okay, because yeah. I saw like afterwards uh, they had a video where she was like talking and telling the story about Bray 
afterwards. Aww. I think that was unfair. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. yeah. But still a great match. Bowl points only had one for this Raw. It was Bronson Reed versus Tommaso Ciampa, and I honestly hated to do it because it wasn't that bad of a match. It just seems like these guys are doing the same thing over and over again, and it's like something needs to change. Like mm-hmm. something needs to happen, you know, with all that. Um, but yeah, that's the only low point that I had for Raw. Uh-huh. I, what about the Miz dress up as LA Knight? I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> I was laughing during that. Okay. Like just and come to find out, Miz didn't even like prepare for that. He just went out there and acted like oh. LA Knight. So oh, okay. yeah, I heard that and he's just the Miz is good. I honest and as much people give shit on him, I like the Miz. I think he's I think he's good. Okay. So yeah. But uh what was what was your overall? Overall, it was an okay show. I'm gonna go with a B. Okay, I uh, I gave it a B minus. So mm-hmm. it was it was an okay show. Yeah. Um, let's go to NXT with Elio. Okay, so NXT. Okay, now I'm gonna start with the high points. Okay. This feud <laughs> happened weeks ago <laughs> with the winners saying no, the loser. Has to leave NXT. Okay. Mm-hmm. Creed Brothers lost to the Diane. They never left NXT. Now they say, we want a match. And if we win, we're reinstated. Then what was the point of the first match? But the match was good. I gave it a high point. But I'm saying, what was the point of this match? This whole thing I agree. was stupid. It was. It and was. another one I gave to was Charlie Dempsey and Butch. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of shocked to see Butch on NXT. Honestly. And for the low points he gave to the women's match and to the Ilya Dragunov segment with a metaphor. Oh, God. Which that is next so week we're going to get Oral Mensa and uh, Ilya Dragunov. Yay. <laughs> and, uh, and that's what I have for uh, NXT. All right. Yeah, same high points as you, man. Um, if I had to throw in a couple, I had Joe Coffey versus Nathan Frazier. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a solid match between these guys. Surprising. Uh, Win to move on in the tournament for uh, Joe Coffey. So that was that was cool to see. Um, I honestly gave it a high point to Roxanne Perez, Gigi Dolan, Kiana James, oh. and Blair Davenport. All right. I, I honestly, going into this, okay, with these four, I was like, I was very iffy with this main event for the number one contenders. But these four women did great in this match. Everybody involved. Like, and Kiana James getting the win, that really surprised me. Yeah, it was to go against. I saw that. And I'm like, really? Kiana James out of everybody? But, <laughs> hey, I'm not giving shit on her. I'm just saying that was just a surprise. But it was still a high point. Um, great match all around. Low points, like you said, Electra Lopez and Lola Vice versus Dana Brooke and Kilani Jordan. I, I don't get where they're going with Dana and Kalani. Yeah, I that, don't that, get... that was a women's match I was talking about. I, I forgot yeah. they had two on there this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One really good, and the other one not really so good. <laughs> yeah. But, I, but I'm trying to not give so much shade because I am a big fan of Electra Lopez for other reasons I will not explain. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. This this match, uh, not my favorite. Honestly, wasn't. Um, another low point, Jack versus Eddie Thorpe. Mm. Again, I, I understand with this whole Jack character, but he needs somebody else. Eddie Thorpe is not it. Again, I've been I'm sorry. Saying, I don't get this Eddie Thorpe. I, he was this big name that they signed from New Japan. 
Mm-hmm. And now he comes over to NXT, and I just don't get like what it what's special about this guy because I don't. And that's what I'm saying. Like I don't I don't want to give shade on him because he's not bad. He just I don't know his character doesn't work for me. The way he, he wrestles have any doesn't. Character, though. No, and that's that's the thing. There's nothing there, and it's like oh well, Eddie Thorpe. Okay, what what is that to be exciting for? You know, I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, I gave it a low point, and that's all I have for NXT. But side notes, I did put Gallus Boys's gear looks oh. like a bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> like you look out at uh, not Joe Coffee, but the other coffee, and Mark, I forget. Yes, Mark, Mark I, Coffee and Wolfgang. Yes, yes, their names. Okay, they their shirts. I can't help but think they look like fucking bumblebees. <laughs> It's just like, what is this? But whatever, they probably kick my ass anyway for saying that. But I'm just, I'm just saying, change your gear. I think we're gonna, <laughs> but I think we're also going to get Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. I can see a heel turn coming. I think so too. I really do. But yeah, that's all I have for NXT. All right. So overall, again, this was um, okay. So I gave it. I went with a B minus on this one. It wasn't a bad show. Okay. I, I, I think metaphors become the new toxic attraction. I believe so, too. I mean, that, I, that's where they used to sit every week. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. They have the more annoying voice of Lash Legend and Jackson, whatever her, her first name is. Yeah. It's just, ugh, I don't know. Uh, overall, I gave NXT a B. I thought this was a really good show uh, for what they have been putting out the last couple months. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. All right, we're going into Dynamite. Dynamite. Oh, boy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. High points. I had, honestly, Penta versus Orange Cassidy. You know, and as much shade as we give to Orange Cassidy with this international title, it's the same fucking match over and over again with him. At least he didn't put himself in the opening match this week. I know, right? That's, but like, just with the whole international title thing, you know what's going to happen. He's going to go in, wrestle a good match, beat the odds, and then roll up pin. That's exactly what happened here with Penta. A surprising win. He cut a promo afterwards. Okay, so be it. You're going to go against Moxley for that title. Hopefully you fucking lose it because I'm so fucking tired of Orange Cassidy. I really am. Not... Not a bad wrestler. Never going to say that because he does throw good matches. I'm sick of this international title run. Sick and tired of the bag when he comes out with the title. It, I'm just I, over he, all he, of he's it. Even saying that my my back is uh, banged up. I'm not. I'm not exactly 100. Well, I wonder why you carry that stupid backpack around every week. Exactly. Exactly. That's the only high point that I had for fucking dynamite. Now we're going to go into low points. Uh, John Moxley versus Commander to start out the show. I don't get this Commander. I I don't get the character. I don't get the wrestler and Commander. Nope. The name sucks. I'm sorry, it does. <laughs> but going against Moxley to start out the show, it was basically a squash from the beginning. Okay. It was going into it. He got a couple shots in, and then Moxley finished it out. Like that's how you start out your show was basically a squash without calling it a squash. That's just where I'm at with it. It was just bad. Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett promo. Oh, my God. 
This Roderick's voice, Adam. Oh my God! They do it. They do it the same. Yeah. It it's it's less annoying when you do it, but God damn, was this bad? Matt or Adam Cole comes out, cuts the promo about MJF and how they won the ROH tag titles. Blah blah blah. What Roderick Strong? Seriously, you come into AEW and this is your fucking character. The neck brace, whiny about. Oh, you know now what? you worry about me. Oh, like seriously. You know what, you know what? We need to put something in the book. Uh-oh. What do we got? They brought Roderick Strong into AEW for what? For this. Okay, every week he comes out whining about Adam Cole's friendship with MJF and how Adam Cole only cares about MJF. Yet blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 etc., etc., whatever. Uh-huh. So I'm going to put Roderick Strong's obsession in it with Adam Cole in the book, and we're going to call it Roddy's Fatal Attraction. <laughs> Because he reminds me of that movie. He's got that Glenn Close complex. What the fuck? I, he has I, a fatal attraction to Adam Cole. I Just like that. Stop it. I like it. I like it. All right. We got Roddy's fatal attraction. You just made the book. And that's so fucking true. I agree 100% with you, Elio. I do. Just. And I don't get where they're going with it. You form them with. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, like, why? And, and like, former ROH team, blah, blah, whatever. Fine. Throw more ROH shit into it. It's just bad. And I felt bad for Adam Cole because it's like, oh, Roddy, don't come back. Like, seriously, this is what Adam Cole's come down to now? Is this protective of your friend deal? Like, I I, I just, I, I don't get it. I don't know. But the rest of the show was not very good at all. Nope. But Elio, I even have something to put in the book nope. for this show. Okay. Yes. Don Callis. <laughs> he put more, I don't know what he did to his fucking scar, but it was more visible this week, too. Wow, wow, wow. Why it, are you doing this? Where are you going with that? Why? It looks terrible. Like, it doesn't make you look badass whatsoever. No, if everybody knows the fucking story, he fell during a promo and cut himself. Nobody did that to him. He right. didn't do anything to anybody. Dumbass, and he still so fucking... He's thinking, so he's taking a real incident and uh, uh, turning it into a storyline. Yeah. Yes, and it's terrible. Don Callis, I'm sorry, is the... <laughs> I, I don't even want to say it. What, what do we have? What are we calling this one? Uh, I'm guessing Don Callis's scar is just what I'm putting it after right now because I Don can't. Don Callis's Harry Potter wannabe scar. There we go. The what now? The, the, <laughs> Don Callis's Harry Potter wannabe scar. I like oh, we that. can shorten it. Oh shoot! Uh, Don Callis's Harry. Uh, we can go ahead and say it. Don Callis's Harry Potter scar. Sure. Yeah, Harry Potter scar. Yeah, I was right. trying to shorten it. Yeah, there we go. All right, Don Callis's Harry Potter star. You just made the book. There you go. It's right in there. But it's so, and it's just like what we said in the past. I forget when he had that scar. It's like the story that that happened. He fell, and now he's like, oh well, if I have this scar, it makes me look badass. No, it looks it makes you look like a dumbass. That's what it does. So that's all I have for dynamite. Elio, what'd you have? Oh. 
I had the same exact high points and all points. I even the Eddie Kingston Wheel and Yuta, like Eddie Kingston's matches are just all the same with the chops and his Right. So, and then they're defending a new Japan title on AEW. Okay, see, this is my problem. What? Why why are we defending other companies' titles on AEW television? Thank like, you. Like on Rampage, they've been defending the NA NJPW Strong Championship or the Strong on or, on Collision the NJPW Women's Strong Championship. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, I'm right there with you. And you're defending on AEW. I don't get it. Focus on AEW, not New Japan, not ROH. That's your problem. So that's all you had. That's all I have. All right. Overall, just like uh, fucking Collision, I gave Dynamite a D plus this week. I gave this one a D plus as well. All right. We're going to SmackDown. This show was actually pretty good tonight. I really, really was. Um, High points. I had LA Knight and Miz promo. Mm -hmm. I thought this was a good way to set up the match for tomorrow night between Miz and LA Knight. Both work great on the mic. Both cut each other on promos. This is how you do it. And this yeah. was really good. If you focus on promos and how to do a match, Miz and LA Knight, perfect perfection right there, in my opinion. So this was really good. Um, the match I had, the high point, Solo Sokoa versus AJ Styles, main mm-hmm. event. Good match between these guys. Um, this new look to Jimmy Uso. I like the music. I like the attitude. I mean, I'm I'm kind of digging the new Jimmy Uso as long as he gets involved with the match. But the thing was with this is like, yes, he wanted to be out of the bloodline. Now you're in the bloodline. I mean, it adds to storytelling. Clay. It's like yes. The, it's like the mafia. He's out when they say he's out. That's true, too. Yeah, that's true. So I might as well join, I guess. <laughs> but But here's my thing with that, too. Paul Heyman. If you look in the background, he acted shocked as hell to see Jimmy help Solo get that win. Paul's just great all around. I love how he manages. I love Paul Heyman. This was good. So I gave it a high point. Um, Low points, I had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Joaquin Wilde and Cruz Del Toro. Mm. Kind of a squash match in a way. Really, like with the LWO, you really haven't heard from Joaquin Wilde or Cruz Del Toro. Nope. And this was like their first match that I can remember them being with LWO and you lose like that to KO and Sammy. I don't think they needed that because I feel like them two get the short end of the stick at times. And I feel like they needed somewhat. I'm not saying they needed to beat the tag champs or nothing like that. I'm just saying they needed better than what they got in tonight's SmackDown. And it was okay, but wasn't the greatest. And Another low point. I hated to do it. I gave it to Shotzi versus Bailey. Right. Uh, I, I thought this was going to be a good match, but uh, then you had the whole involvement with Charlotte Flair and everything. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, that just took me out. It did. It did. And I just the right girl won. I'm glad Shotzi got this win because she needed this win. I don't think Bailey needed it, but it was still not the greatest match in the world, in my opinion. Just like Elio said, with the chaos, with all of it. And then you go into a match with next week with Damage Control and Shotzi and Charlotte teaming up. So Isn't it funny how they made that match right away. <laughs> I know, right? Like, <laughs> like great. what? How does this match get booked that fast? It's, that's WWE. <laughs> but that's all I have for SmackDown. Uh, Elio, what'd you have? 
Yeah, I had uh, the same. I had uh, Ms. Uh, L.A. Knight promo, um, and I had the... Uh, actually, I had the uh, Bobby Lashley's Street Profits segment. I like this new okay. Street Profits. I do, too. Are they I do, too. But I'm confused. Are they supposed to be heels or faces? I don't understand. See, that's where I'm at with it. I <laughs> I would guess a heel, but now I'm like, everybody's cheering them, so right? I don't know where they're going. But is that all you had? For little points, oh. I had the Shotzi and a Bailey match. Okay, so the return of Jimmy was—was was he supposed to like uh, say anything, or was he just there for the main event? I think he was just there for the main event. Because, because okay, I, I don't know because the way they made it sound, the way they hyped it up, it was like, oh, he's gonna come. He was—I thought they made it sound like he was gonna come back and like make a statement or like make an announcement or something. Well, he came out when Cena was in the no, ma- in the and I, and start of the that, show, and I get that. Yeah. But I thought right. he was gonna come out there and like uh, talk, say something at that in during that segment. Yeah, I, I guess not. <laughs> like because uh, when I'm looking at the payback, like they had Jimmy Uso versus Jey Uso, I'm like, because I was thinking, okay, they I guess they're gonna set it up tonight. Mm-hmm. But That's like, nothing too. happened, so. It's kind of like a high point, but a low point for me because like the the way they hyped up his return, but I, it sounded like they were talking about something else that he was supposed to do. Right, right. Yeah, uh, I agree. So that's all I have. All right. Overall, I gave SmackDown a B this week. Uh, yeah, Elio, I, what'd you I, give it? I gave SmackDown a B. This was a bad show. All right. All right. That was this week in wrestling. Uh, we'll do... Uh, what we would do last week, uh, get the uh, week in the, what am I a, show to say? the a show of the week. That one. Thank you, Elio. <laughs> we'll do last week since we didn't get to SmackDown, and uh, we'll just do that. So this counts for last week's. Okay. Um, Elio, what were your A show for last week's? Uh, SmackDown. SmackDown. Bro, I'm right there with you. I went SmackDown as well. Yeah. Like, Last week, you celebrated Bray and Terry Funk. I mean, I understand, you know, match-wise, it was kind of mixed up with a lot of things, but just the emotions part of it, you had to give it to him. So I'm, I'm and, with you. And speaking of Terry Funk, and I'm talking mm-hmm. to all the other listeners, too, there's one match that you need to go watch. It's on YouTube. Terry Funk mm-hmm. versus Jerry Lawler in an empty arena match from 1981. All right. Well, I will look that up my, myself. I'll actually watch that because I haven't seen it. Yeah, I mean, uh, and the story there was uh, Lawler was working over Terry Funk's eye because the week after, Terry Funk had mm-hmm. a promo and he had his eye all bandaged up and he was kind of promoing Lawler. Oh, wow. Promising to get like revenge for what he did to Funk's eye. Wow. Yeah. Well, we'll look that up, fans. That'd be That'd be a good match to see. I'm already looking forward to it. All right, so we're going to go into this week's A-Show. Uh, Elio, what's your pick for the, this week's A-Show? So I can't really say – I don't really have any low points except for the one for SmackDown. I'm going to have to go with SmackDown this week again. But I, honestly, I'm right there with you as well. I had SmackDown as my high points. Just I couldn't really find low points in this show. Like – no. The, the, like I said, the KO and Sammy match with LWO was still a decent match. I just didn't like how they squashed them with that. Yeah. 
And Shotzi and Bailey again really wasn't a bad match. It was just the aftermath and during it and with all the chaos shit. That's what caused me to give it a low point. So I'll, I'll agree with you and go to SmackDown as well. So SmackDown wins two weeks in a row. Uh, Elio, what are your results? All right. Or the so, standings, I guess. So <laughs> since SmackDown won two weeks in a row, let me pull out the standings and we have. Raw with 11, NXT with 1, SmackDown, including these two wins that they just got, that puts them up to 10, and Dynamite inclusion at 0. Well, that explains a lot right there. (laughs) (laughs) So, like we've said, people, and I'll say it over and over and over again, we want AEW to succeed. We are pro wrestling fans at the end of the day. And that's what we love. But it can't succeed when you have punks like punk. Exactly. That's where you're at. The shows will be 100% real. They just need to get better. They do. So AEW, please step up your game. So that's where I'm at with it. All right. Let's jump right into the book. Those that are new to the show, basically what we do is put the most ridiculous things that happen in this week of wrestling, and we do it just for a good laugh. So you ready, Elio? Yes, sir. All right. No trick Willie shot. Stays. Stays. AEW time management. That stays. That stays. Ridiculous. I can only imagine how long this one's going to be on Sunday. Oh, God. No, even add more matches to it, I'm sure, the day of. <laughs> uh, Orange's knapsack. That stays. AEW's absurd commentary. Stays. Stays. Tony shit, Bonnie. Oh, he stays. stays. Yes. Porn stash McMahon. Stays. Stays. Tony's stunning. That stays. stays. Did we end this week? I don't remember. I. He might have, but I really wasn't paying attention. Yeah, it still stays because I, I just hate Shivani on commentary altogether. 100%. Uh, Seth Rollins, Big Bird Crocs. Stays. Stays. Sure. And new entrance into the book. Roddy's fatal attraction. Yeah, stays. And calls him what you baby. He's got a new best friend. <laughs> right. Jeez. Uh Don Callis is Harry Potter star. Stays. Stays. And last but certainly not least, fuck's wrong with Tony Khan's eyes. Stays. Stays. And there you go. Now we are jumping in to the payback pay-per-view. Points game. Say that three times fast. (laughs) So basically, if you're new to this, basically what we do, we'll put up uh, all the matches during payback. Uh, During every match, you have points to wager, either pin, submission, count out DQ. Uh, Just say, for example, the Miz versus LA Knight is worth 10 points. Uh, You can wager up to 10 points, but you don't have to wager them all. And then... 10 points regardless of pin submission count out blah 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 and you know basically if you played this game you know how this rolls i'm just explaining it to people that are new to the show possibly so hopefully you play but you gotta play right because if you point put uh just la knight versus miz you just put la knight and no points no whatever it doesn't count unfortunately sorry that doesn't count so you have time to go back and fix it. I'm saying that for a couple people because we posted it earlier, and some people posted just their picks and not points. Right. 
So go through. The you have right times. There. They're right there. So you got to read it. <laughs> <laughs> so you have time to fix it before the payback pay-per-view. And if you don't, it's your own fucking fault. Right. So there you go. <laughs> but we're going to jump right into it. Okay. Uh, these are not in order, so please don't shoot the messenger. We're going to start out with The Miz versus LA Knight. Mm. This is 10 points with a 10-point uh, outcome. Uh, Elio, what are your picks for this? I'm going to go with LA Knight's 10-point pin. All right. And you are you writing them down yourself, Elio? You, I, I can write them down as well. Okay, great, great. Um, I'm right there with you, man. I'm going to go LA Knight, 10 points, pin. Okay. I'll just do that. I'm right there with you. All right. Next match, we have the WWE Tag Team Championship, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Judgment Day. This is 20 points with a 10-point outcome. I'm oof, I'm going to go, and this is, a. I think this is um, no DQ, right? Is it it's a Steel City Street Fight? I'm guessing. Oh, no yeah. DQ. So right. I guess it's no DQ. Right, right. Um, I'm going to go something for Gazy. I feel like is going to happen here. I'm going to go because with the whole judgment day turmoil, Finn and Damien not getting along, I'm going to go Kevin and Sammy still 15 points pin. Okay. I'm just going to do that. What's, uh, okay. So Sammy and Kale, mm -hmm. 15 points. Uh, it's, it's 20 max. No, you said 15 for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, 15. Yep. Sammy KO 15 pin. Yep. And you, you said LMA 10 pin, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Yep. All right, I'm going to go um, Sammy KO's 18 pin. Okay. All right. Next, we have the United States Championship Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory. This is 20 points with a 10 point outcome. Uh, Elio, this one's on you. I'm going to go Rey Mysterio 15 pin. Okay. Um, I'm right there with you, but I'm going to go Rey Mysterio to retain the United States title. Um, and I'm going to put the full 20. 20 points pin. Okay. I'm going to go that. Um, next match. We have a steel cage match. Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch. And hopefully this is the last match these two have. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go with Becky Lynch, uh, twenty points. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go same Becky Lynch twenty, and hopefully it's the last of it. Because even Trish not, said, even Trish said she's ready to move on from Becky Lynch. Uh, yeah, I I agree. <laughs> I think everybody is agreeing with that, Trish. <laughs> I really am. So okay, so it's a ten points pin or submission also. So. Oh, for I, Becky and Trish, I yeah, because that because now you can pin in a steel cage. Yeah, just I hate that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What can it be when I was like when I was growing up? When it was only indoor <laughs> over the top. That's what right? steel cage is. I agree, hundred ten percent. Submission. Now so you can fight outside the cage. Cage is supposed to keep you inside. It's Stop. so fucking true. It is, but I'm gonna go pin for Becky still. So that's that's with me. Okay. What about you? Oh, I said Becky 20 pin. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. 
All right, we have the Women's World Championship. Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez. This is 25 points uh, with a 10-point outcome. Um, is it you or is it me? No, I think it's uh, me. Okay. I mean, we we already said last week uh, who should beat uh, Rio for the title on that. And we mm-hmm. and Ra- we, um, we uh, threw Raquel's name out there. Now, yeah. She- I can see her winning. She doesn't, but doesn't necessarily have to win the title. That's true. So, and I can see Dominic getting ringside and getting involved, and causing which could cause Rhea to get disqualified, but she still holds on to the title, so it wouldn't hurt her. Right. I mm. think I feel like it's going to be a disqualification. I'm gonna say, what's it? How much is this? This is twenty-five points for the ten-point outcome. I'm gonna go twenty Rhea. I'm uh, twenty Raquel's qualification. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I agree with you that this rivalry needs to continue. Um, but I can still see Rhea getting the pin here, just because she's Rhea Bloody Ripley, as she says. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go Rhea uh, to retain the title, and I'm gonna put twenty five. Pin. Okay. I'm just gonna say that. Okay. Yes, sir. And then the main event for the World Heavyweight Championship: Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. This is thirty points with a ten-point outcome. I think this is gonna be a great match. I feel like these guys would steal the show, in my opinion, and definitely looking forward to it. But I'm gonna go Seth Rollins here. But I'm gonna go. Kind of play it safe because I kind of like this new Shinsuke Nakamura character. I really do. But I'm going to go Seth Rollins, 25 pin. Okay. What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, Seth did say uh, he has a bad back, though. So. That's true. And I was also thinking if Shinsuke does win, what could Damian Priest possibly cash in? That could be a possibility, also. Mm. I didn't think about that, Elio. <laughs> Damn it! Now you're making my <laughs> making me worry. <laughs> and I like this new Shinsuke. See, this is what Vince mm-hmm. should have been doing the whole time. What was he doing back there? I don't like Shinsuke. We're gonna. I agree. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard. It is. It is. But like you said, like uh, Seth's got that bad back and. Uh, and uh, I was reading, I was uh, hearing that he was supposed to he's, uh, apparently want to take time off. Oh, really? Damn it, now you're making me more scared. Elio, <laughs> 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 gosh dang it. What the heck, man? Yo, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do a little Shinsuke. How, how many damage is worth? 30. You know, Shinsuke 20. Pin. Okay. Because I feel like Damien Priest could possibly cash in. Okay, that would be interesting. Gosh dang, that, now this this match is scary because oh, I wait complete... wait wow now I just now I just messed myself up again because <laughs> Shinsuke is gonna target Seth's back. Uh huh. So that's that if uh, Damien does cash in, it would be easy to cash in on Seth. That's true too. Okay, that's it. That's it. Seth Rollins <laughs> points. That's it. Seth Rollins, 30. All right. There you go, brother. <laughs> <laughs> this game is stressful, guys. 
There's so many scenarios when the money in the bank winner is still got the money in the bank. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, that's all for the matches. We got the announce table. Will it get destroyed? Wait, wait, this wait. Is... Yeah, what was yours? Oh, sorry. I had Seth Rollins, uh, 25 pin. 25 pin. Okay. Yes, sir. And last, the announce table. Will it get destroyed? This is 10 points. Regardless, this is just a wager. It's either a yes or no. So I'm going to go with yes. The announce table will get destroyed. Okay. Elio, what do you got? I'm going to go yes. It's going to happen during the street, uh, street fight. I agree 100% with you. They can't have a Pittsburgh street fight without tables. I'm right. just saying. <laughs> But that is your payback pay-per-view points game, the pu 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 There you go. But that is all that we have for our wrestling point, our POV. Uh, normally, we do the five-second shuffle, but unfortunately, Tony's not with us tonight. Uh, won't be for Aftermath, but he should be back next week for all the great content that we put out for you guys. I hope you enjoyed me and Elio's time. Uh, everybody should be in full gear uh, next week. Ben should be on tomorrow night for Aftermath. And uh, we'll just go from there. So thank you guys for listening. Hope you all enjoyed. I am your host, the $50 man, Clay Cummings, along with the gentleman. All right. Love, peace, and wrestling, fellas. We'll see you all next week. Peace out.